You were watching the election, Ice. What do you think about it? I mean, what do you think about who did you vote for? And what do you think about the future of the country? Well, I voted for Biden, <clears throat> which is strange because um, in 2016, I voted for Trump. But I don't really like what he's been doing for the past four years. So I voted for Biden. Jesus Christ. You were saying you don't like what he's doing in terms of how divisive he is, right? Uh, <clears throat> I just think he's not, he doesn't talk very well as a president and he riles people up in anger and causes mayhem. Yeah. I, think I don't really, I don't really know about his politics. I'm be honest with you, but he just causes people to get angry and go riot. And I don't, that, that's not good. You think that's why people are rioting? Yeah. Cause of I Trump. Do. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the way he talks, he just, he flames the fire. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't encourage people to stand down and be like calm, you know? He encourages people to go out and be angry or defend him or something. Who do you think has been more, played a bigger role in uh, riling up the American people? Trump himself or the way the media has like attacked him? Because I feel like the media has been like drilling it into our heads for the last four years that Trump is bad. And if you like Trump, you're bad. Well, yeah, I mean, the media is not helping. Obviously, they're 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 not very they're not good. The the media has been very bad and biased for the past four years. But you know, Trump should see that and be like, okay, maybe I should word things carefully. But instead, he has no filter and he just goes ball to the wall and just is like, fuck the media, fucking where are my people at? Like, it's just you know, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's a better way to go at it. I think that's, I, I agree that he definitely, there's times where I hear him talk. I'm like, ah, you know, why'd you say that that way? Or why'd you even say that at all? Like last uh, night. Yeah. Yeah. Last night is a great example. What'd you think about that glink where he said he won and everything's rigged? I think, yeah, he should not have said that, but I, th I was thinking about it a little bit. I guess his logic would be like, he wants to get ahead of if the me like, if he doesn't come out with a state, a strong statement, then they're going to just declare it over for Biden when there could be some instances of recounts being necessary, things like that. So it's almost like a power game. Uh, I think the thing with Trump is people were saying this in 2016. It's the real problem is how we got here to where we even needed Trump in terms of like he's the Republican uh, candidate or where we even needed to be where we are now. Uh, a lot of people are saying things like, oh, well, let's go back to a boring president. Let's make politics boring again. But I think the problem has been when politics has been boring, no one's paying attention. And then all this stuff is going on behind the scenes that is uh, not in the interest of the American people. Um, yeah. But I will say like a happy medium, I think. Something you know? interesting is that you, Ice, are almost like a Trump figure yourself, or were perhaps in live streaming. Like, I think a lot of people who are watching you were like, I can't believe Ice did this. I can't believe Ice said this. He's a liar. He's a this. He's a that. You got a lot of the same accusations. Do you see any parallels between that? Well, I mean, the difference was the people that were calling me a liar were probably fans of me. And they're trolling because that's just the community I had. People calling Trump a liar actually hate him with their mm -hmm. guts. 
So I don't think That's it's exactly that, like you're exact... a live streamer versus a right. Resident. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's exactly the same, but you know, I'll put it this way: even with my position being different than Trump's, I still was very careful with what I say uh, when I go live because you know, if I say the wrong things, it will really rile people up. Did you find it difficult to, with all the pressure of streaming and all the viewers, to say the right thing all the time? Oh, yeah. I mean, you say one slightly wrong thing, or you say something that just doesn't add up from like a month ago, and there's clips, and people just like, you know, they're very, they scrutinize you, you know? So I, I get I get how it feels. You know, Trump is always scrutinized because, you know, you just can't keep track of what you say, and, you know, sometimes you just fuck up your words. I get that, but it is his responsibility to know that people are scrutinizing him and to be careful. So for example, if, so, you know, if I'm being highly scrutinized, you know, I just, I, I just, yeah, I'm very careful with my words, you know? And I also don't say, oh, this people, this person hates us. Fuck them. Let's all go attack them. I never say that mm. sort of shit. Trump Trump said that? Well, Trump says like, oh, fuck the media, go be poll watchers. You know, he just encourages bad behavior. I never encouraged my viewers to go and, you know, go watch people that hate me and shit, you know? Mm. You know, but speaking- it's a difference in like sense, like, uh, poll watching, like he's, it's, it's something as important as an election. It's, it feels a little more reasonable to be like, Hey, these, if you're thinking that the opposition is going to cheat, then it, I, I can understand why he'd be like, Hey, go make sure they don't cheat. Whereas like, for your it's, haters, it's like, what is there to watch anyways? Right. But I mean, it's not really their responsibility. You know, there should be Trump. <laughs> if he's worried about that, he should actually hire poll watchers that he pays to go and poll watch, you know, not get Joe Schmo off the street to go poll watch because they're going to cause problems. You know, they're not going to be professional. I saw this article yesterday. This guy was arrested um, for open carrying an AR-15 to a to, you know, to a poll booth and intimidating people, he got arrested. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously he's probably a self-proclaimed poll watcher. Yeah. No, I agree with what you're saying. He, it should be like Trump's responsibility to hire people. It shouldn't be like... On the flip uh, side of that, kind of- I did see footage today of a poll station in Michigan, I believe, that they were covering up the windows with, I mean, I like retweeted something about it. They were covering up the windows with poster boards where the people were counting the ballots, which is like a little bit sus, I would say. Um, I saw that. Yeah. It, it does look bad. It does look sus, um, but I sort of don't blame them because, you know, in Michigan, they have, you know, Republicans and Trump supporters trying to push their way inside, you know. So it, on both sides, obviously, it, it's not looking too too good. But unfortunately, I mean, if I, I think if I was, go on. Sorry, go ahead. You go on. You go. All right. I said if I was counting votes and there's a angry crowd outside trying to push their way in, I'd probably want to not be seen by them too. <laughs> hmm. It seems like the fact that Biden got elected, and and again, not to put. Trump as this great figure either because he has a lot of flaws but it's like we're kind of not it does the future doesn't look good for America in my opinion I'm sorry because we just elected this guy who was vice president for eight years 
47 years in government. Let's be honest. He's probably not like I think Kamala Harris is going to be the president at some point, whether it's, you know, this his you know, halfway through his term or before he even gets to the office, if he wins, if it's finally decided that he wins. Um, that just doesn't look good for the future of uh, America. And it also didn't look good that Trump won, to be completely honest, because it's like, why did we even have to get at this point? Um, the way I always view it, just to simplify my political stance real quick, and we don't have to talk too much about politics, but uh, the way I've, I know that things are corrupt and that there's a problem is Edward Snowden, who worked for the NSA, tried to use all the channels to get out that they were spying on the American people. He is now a fugitive in Russia for telling the truth and proving it. And then the people who lied to Congress, um, they're like working for CNN and stuff like James Clapper. So it's just it's things like that where I'm like, it's hard to think that we have a true justice going on here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everything is corrupt for sure. Yeah. Um, but shifting gears a little bit, I was seeing the viewers on Twitch last night which is obviously where you started out. And I saw Hassan had like 400,000 live viewers covering the election. Uh, Destiny had, I think like like 15K or something, like, you know, double digits. Um, streaming in general has grown a lot since 2016. Um, and Twitch has, I mean, AOC was streaming on Twitch last week or whatever with however many hundreds of thousands of viewers that was. Uh, how do you view the live streaming environment right now? How do you view Twitch? Do you think that it's something that you can get back on? Do you want to get back on it? What What is your position on all that? I mean, yeah, I want to get back on Twitch. Of course, YouTube is not really the best streaming platform. Uh, you know, they're lacking a lot of things, obviously. So, yeah. Um, now, can I get back on it? Well, I'm working on it, so... I'm pretty sure it's a possibility. I'm working on it. So it's just a long process. You know, it's not an easy thing considering the way I, I you know, the way I was banned, right? Yeah. Like I, my ban was very unique and that causes a lot of issues when I'm trying to get unbanned. So, or like a lot of hoops that I have to go through. Do you have any faith I, in YouTube live streaming as no, the future? I, I mean, YouTube is going to be. You know, it's already like a place that you can live stream and you can have success on. But it's all because you can have success on it doesn't mean it's going to be anywhere as good as Twitch ever. And now, when I say as good as Twitch, I'm saying like, you know, when you live stream, the, in my opinion, the most um, the point of live streaming is building a community. And, uh, you know, Twitch has way better community tools than yeah. YouTube does. YouTube has no community tools whatsoever. There's no sub chat. There's no follow chat. There's no, uh, well, there's a sub chat. There's no follow chat. There's no moderation tools. There's no chat logs. You can just make a new account if you get banned in three seconds. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's no way to stop trolls or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They have a long way to go before they catch up to Twitch. And YouTube's been saying ever since ever since I went on YouTube to, in 2017, they've been saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. They haven't done anything. I remember that, yeah. The only thing they did was add tiers, like a tiered subs. But it doesn't matter because there's no reason to sub on YouTube. Your emotes don't work in anyone else's chat. 
There's no fucking point. Yeah, true. I didn't even know that. That your emotes don't work in anyone's chat. If if they just made it so your emotes worked in your comment section, I think that would be huge. That'd be huge. That would be But they can't even they can't even do that. It's weird because both you and me are permanently banned on Twitch for very different reasons. Um and a lot of people since have either been banned or like departnered. It's strange because Twitch seems to have the most influence. And this is something you've talked about, Slush, um, yeah. in your videos. Twitch seems to have kind of the most influence in terms of, not in terms of numbers, like total people using the site, but, you know, of 10,000 people watching a streamer, that's worth more than 10,000 views on YouTube by far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, the like I said, it's the community aspect on Twitch. You can build a community that's tight-knit and, you know, they're very vocal, you know. I, I mean, there's been situ there's been times where I have five, ten thousand 10,000 viewers on YouTube, and the chat, you know, is just going a lot slower than how it would go on Twitch because YouTube is just a lot of casual viewers that aren't actually in your community. Mm -hmm. They just click on you from, like, a recommended or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. so they don't really know what's going on so they don't they're not involved they're just there watching yeah the value of a viewer on twitch is way larger in live streaming than it is on youtube yeah in general sure. actually has anyone ever been like unbanned on twitch who was permanently banned originally i mean lots of people yeah you know what i've I mean, noticed tell me if this is true ice i hmm. feel like a lot of people that were permabanned and unbanned were girl streamers maybe that's not true but it seems like it is i mean deller got unbanned after his perm ban like a week ago deller who's that yeah he's uh this he's like a Fortnite and uh warzone streamer he got banned for smashing his keyboard oh oh yeah that guy okay Wait, you can get banned for smashing your keyboard yeah What's i mean logic in that well, I mean, he, I, I don't want to like speak for him, but he, he had a lot of uh, anger problems, you know, back when he was originally on Twitch. And that's probably a lot of the reason why they banned him. Not really because they, not really because he smashed his keyboard, you know? It was just like a last straw kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably just a buildup of many things. Right, okay. I view your ban as a moment where it was like a fork in the road for Twitch. Say, I mean, and, Obviously, the whole situation that you got banned with the, the police being called to your plane and all that was like looked really bad on Twitch. So I'm not even mm -hmm. saying they made the wrong decision with the ban. But in a certain way, you represented this very free and sort of chaotic, uh, open platform of, of a community and of viewers and of even what you did on stream. You did IRL streams. You know, that's kind of dead mm -hmm. now. Now yeah. it's like everyone's sitting at home. They're giving these really, uh, they're playing games. In my opinion, they're giving very like, you know, uh, politically safe takes when it comes to politics, which is huge on Twitch now. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the landscape of live streaming? And how have you, because you've changed a lot too as a streamer since then. How mm -hmm. do you like the way you stream now versus back then? I mean, the way I stream now, I'm, it's way easier for sure. I mean, <clears throat> not having all the chaos and problems that I had back in the day, it's, it's really nice. Um, comes with some sacrifices, but I'm totally okay with those sacrifices. Um, I think I, I, well, you know, sacrifices like, um, you know, maybe 
it goes back to what I said about the community, right? So if I'm not doing insane sort of content on YouTube, it's very hard to grow, uh, you know, your YouTube or my, my YouTube from just streaming by itself. I have to upload videos and I'm not really a YouTuber. So uh, uploading videos is not really my forte, but you know, back then I clickbait something on my stream and I end up in the algorithm and that's how I got a lot of my viewers right now. If I want to chill, do a cooking stream, play games, do what a normal streamer would do. That's not going to put me in the algorithm. Therefore I get hit with uh you know less viewers essentially you think that'd be different if you were on twitch yeah i mean if i was on twitch all you know the past three years i would have just been building my community right but on youtube i'm just building my sub count not really it's mm -hmm. not really a community all of my communities in my discord but anyone on my youtube channel that's not on my discord is probably just like a casual viewer they're not and I can see it in the chat as well, you know, because I can tell there's a lot of people that come in and they just don't know what's going on. They don't know where I've been. You know, it's very like disconnected, you know? Yeah. And I feel like uh, on YouTube, there's just a ton more like extra work you have to do to like facilitate community growth. And it's not easy. And I think a lot of in general, YouTubers struggle with it a lot too. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 true. I mean, growing a real community on YouTube is tough. You know, you just grow viewers essentially. You don't really grow a community, not the way you do on Twitch, at least. If that makes any sense. Yeah, you have people who watch your videos or something like that, but they're not people who are actually like loyal or like genuinely very interested in what's going on. I mean, there are some, but it's like this percentage is so much smaller. I'll also put it this way: back when I was on Twitch, I could stream anything. And I could keep pretty similar view counts, right? You know, whether I'm playing games, doing IRL, it was all pretty similar view counts. But on YouTube, it's, I mean, if I do IRL, I'll have literally triple the view count that I do if I'm sitting on my computer. Like, it's, that is what I'm talking about, you know? On YouTube, they're just, they're more focused on the content and less of the community side and hanging out. On Twitch, they're more focused with hanging out with the streamer. Yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. It's funny because I, I tend to battle with this in my head all the time because do I want a community or do I want content that people like? I think the community sounds really nice, but you can almost be like a slave to the community too. And I think you experienced this a bit. Granted, you know, a lot of your community was maybe a little bit more toxic than others, especially, you know, in the Twitch years. Um, but you know, there's a lot of like almost responsibility that comes when you have a big community. Is that something you really want? Like, what do you want out of live streaming? Well, yeah, I, I would prefer to have a tight knit community than, uh, than, you know, just views for content for sure. Um, like I was way happier on Twitch because I could actually recognize the people that I'm talking to in the chat. You know, people go in my offline chat. Like I can, I just recognize people. You don't recognize anyone from the YouTube chat. They're all just randoms, alt accounts, fucking just, you know, no one has their own sort of uh, personality on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like on Twitch, there was always this one guy that would post, you know, this certain emote after everything that he said. And I was like, okay, I know that guy. He's always in my chat. And he always says this. 
and you know on YouTube it's not even like that. So yeah, you've been banned for three years now. Three what years, yeah, just three, yeah. And are you actively trying to get back on? You're trying to get appealed. Yeah, I am actively trying to get back on. <laughs> if you because... get back onto Twitch, do you think that like like how much of your new community is going to come with you? I guess it's like all the people in your Discord, right? Well, most of my community right now, my core community that's in my Discord, they have all been watching me for the most part since I was on Twitch. Oh, okay. so, prob so probably all of them. You know, a lot of the new people that I got from YouTube, some of them are, are part of my core community, but most of them aren't. A lot of the new viewers I got from YouTube were, were just from the algorithm. You know, they're not there to be loyal. They're just there to watch content. What about Mixer when you were streaming there? I got a, a, a couple of uh, a Mixer people, actually. Yeah, but uh, not, not many. But you, it was better than YouTube for streaming, though, right? Oh, yeah, way better. It was I was way happier on there than wow. I am on YouTube. Even with a less amount of people, I was okay with that because the you could act. It was like Twitch, you know. The community was very nice in the chat and very good. Hmm. I do. I want there to be like competition for Twitch, and I don't. It doesn't look like YouTube is really materializing as a great way to do that because it's just not well for it. Like I said, I mean, YouTube is great for getting success. You can make money and have, make a living on, you know, YouTube streaming. Yeah. But it's not as good. It's it's not nearly as good. So You're going to have less fun. As part of your um, new lifestyle, your career at this point, you moved from L.A. Well, first you moved from Florida to L.A. to Texas now to Austin. Do you know a lot of people in Austin? Because a lot of streamers live in Austin. That's like the new, it kind of feels like the new LA. Do you uh, kind of network with people there? Do you know people, other streamers? I mean, yeah, I network with them. I mean, I've known a lot of these streamers for years. You know what I mean? So yeah, I talk to them, but we don't really hang out uh, as much because, well, if they're always streaming and I can't really go hang out when they're fucking streaming. And it's very, it's very unfortunate. Like it sucks. You know what I mean? It's really isolating. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, obviously I had that expectation coming here. Uh, I didn't come here specifically just to hang out with people. I came here because Austin's a cheap, pretty nice city. So the rule on Twitch where you cannot have a permanent, permanently banned streamer or any banned streamer on your stream really is showing to me like the end game of social media bans as in as a streamer twitch is your life basically when you're streaming you stream every day several hours whatever it's occupying all your time um and when you can't have somebody who's banned on your stream it's like they can't be in your life almost yeah i mean you know streaming's like a lifestyle yeah and if someone's banned you're going to hang out with them way less because you're always fucking live. So I, I wouldn't say it's end game though. I think it's really, this is just for live streaming just because if it wasn't a rule, I could just go on someone's, I could just go on my girlfriend's stream, you know, and that could be like my stream almost. Yeah. On Twitch. So she doesn't want obviously. Right. I don't know. I feel like, uh, this is not something that's like a proven thing, but I feel like let's say a Twitch streamer was like buddy buddy with someone from Twitch staff and then like was photographed hanging out with a permanently banned streamer. 
like they would be like, oh, please don't show the Twitch staff friend like this photo or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I, I hung like they out. Would be like, they would want to be like, oh, I'm not associating with them, guys. Don't worry. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I've hung out with a lot of Twitch staff since my since my ban, and no one's ever really done that. I've okay. been to Twitch. I've been to Twitch cons where I hang out with Twitch staff while they're working at Twitch. You know, no one is like, oh my god, you know, don't hang out with him. Um, okay, that's just, good. They're typically I, just. If anyone says don't hang out with him, it's because they want to stream. Yeah, that's just like the perception that I get from like Twitch, the Twitch culture in general. But obviously, I, it's not true, as you're saying. But like I mean, that's will, like the vibe I get. I will say, you know, since I've been banned, obviously less Twitch people want to hang out with me. Obviously, but um, because it's you know. Uh, I'm kind of like uh, ostracized yeah, from that, yeah. but you know, it's it's not as big of a deal as you make it sound. Right. Do you want to do the lifestyle of streaming long term? Is that does that yeah, still interest I, you? I, I want to stream long term. You know, that's why I want to get back on Twitch because YouTube uh, sucks <laughs> and it's very it's like a, you have an island by yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 that's it. You know, I can't really collab with other streamers either. You know, like yesterday I was watching Destiny <clears throat> and Trainwrecks. You know, they're on the, they're doing like a podcast talking about the election. I don't have many streamers that I can podcast with live unless it's only on my stream, which is not really how it works. You know, typically everyone's live at the same time and they talk. If it's like, all right, y'all have to come on my stream, turn yours off. Now that's a problem, you know. Mm. You tried to kind of create a network. I mean, the CX network itself uh, of other streamers with their own followings. And, you know, I still follow some of them. Like I follow Mexican Andy, um, who who was like pro-Trump, funnily enough, actually, last I saw based on his tweets. But, you know, the whole CX network has kind of died off uh, ever since really like your, your Reddit kind of died, which was a huge, your Reddit was hugely, uh, a huge part of your community. And do you think that that hurt you a lot? Are you happy with it being gone? How do you feel about that? You know, it's really hard to say. Obviously, me shutting down my Reddit was a huge sacrifice. And it took, you know, it it, it was a huge hit to my community, of course. But I think it was a huge hit to the wrong parts of my community. And I'm okay with sacrificing those numbers. You know what I mean? My Reddit, when I shut it down, was extremely toxic. Nobody wanted to actually hang out with me because they were afraid of getting shit on by my Reddit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's not cool. If my friends are scared to hang out with me, okay, that's a problem now. Okay, you know, Reddit inter- is interfering with my relationships, my friendships, any work opportunities, sponsors. It's it's too much of a problem now, you know. And how much has have you noticed like the change in your community since back then? And it's it's like a 180, dude. <laughs> it's completely different. You know what I mean? Like nobody talks shit anymore in my chat. And I mean, maybe some some people do, but they just get banned, right? You know what I mean? Like there's it's they're so nice, dude, and they don't shit on my girlfriend. They don't shit on me. They don't shit on my friends. If I don't stream for a day or two, they don't shit on me. They're not going crazy. Like they just chill. You know, they're just like normal viewers. That's so, awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think about it from time to time. Like, okay, what would happen if I never shut the Reddit down? Well, I think what would where I'd be right now is I'd have more viewers, but I'd have a way more like just a radical, insane community of toxic trolls, and you know that wouldn't really benefit me in any way. It would actually just bring me down. You'd never be able to get back on Twitch with a community like that. I think never be able to get back on Twitch and, and uh, you know, never be able to make good friends. Nothing. Yeah. That's and, crazy. You know, some people are going to disagree with what I'm saying. They're going to be like, Oh, you can still make friends. Like you, you know, just moderate the Reddit or something, but no, nah, it was too far gone. There was just, it was inner, well, it was impacting my life negatively. What is the current, what is your relationship with what's left of the CX community? If anything, in terms of, in terms of the other streamers, I mean, I mean, I don't talk to them. And, you know, I don't talk to them. Well, okay, I talked to some people. Like, I talked to Tracksuit Andy, right? Because he was able to bring, bring his own following with him somewhere else and do his own thing, right? So I still talk to him, and he's genuinely a nice guy. I mean, a lot of people I had in CX Network weren't exactly um, people I would be friends with. They were just, like, there for the content. Mm-hmm. So... And what then was you know the mentality behind that because I the perception was always and I was there in person many times the perception was Ice Poseidon's house is just a homeless shelter <laughs> homeless shelter <laughs> of streamers uh, what were Wait. you at, did you know what you were doing were you just taking it day by day or how do you feel that way? I mean yeah I know what I was doing um, you know I always had a plan um, you know the homeless shelter thing was just like a meme it was like funny you know because. You know, obviously, the people on the CX Network weren't exactly the highest uh, quality of people. They were just <laughs> the content, right? They were just content, yeah. and people like people liked content. Uh, and you know, that's that's what it boiled down to. It didn't boil down to let's have a nice community. Let's it boiled down to let's have some fucking crazy content. And now your but, perspective has changed on that, right? Like on how but, to what you yeah. want or whatever. Yeah, because long term having a community is much more important than having crazy content, right? You can have good content without it negatively impacting your life. And it, it negatively impacted my life when I did content because um, most of the content was pretty like edgy and insane. <laughs> <laughs> what would you but, say was your low point if you had one? Well, I mean, the mansion was obviously a pretty low point for me because my community was just insanely toxic by that point, you know? And the people that I'd surrounded myself with to make good content were also not not helping me in any way, you know? They weren't exactly... They weren't exactly great friends of mine, you know? The people that I had in the mansion weren't my friends. They were just my content. They were content. So I was surrounded with people that didn't really care about me. I didn't really care about them. There is, I'm surrounded by viewers that are hella toxic and want to ruin everything that's going on because it's either a game to them or they just, they're mad about something or whatever. So that was pretty bad. And that's when I was like, all right, fuck all these people around me. I'm going to have to, I'm just going to shut the Reddit down, bring over people, my core audience that actually care about me. And we're going to start this thing all over again. You had a, like and a reset. What? Yeah. Yeah, what what did you learn about like building up a community in a more healthy way through that process? I mean, you know, just 
building a healthy community is just better for, you know, long-term career. Because... So, I mean, like, how, how did you go about building a healthier community? Like, what is it? Oh, well, so when I moved to Texas originally, um, the first month or two that I was in Texas, obviously, I had, a, a, like, the toxic people were still watching me, even with the Reddit down, because uh, why not, right? It's, like, in their routine to watch me. So I had to do something about it. Otherwise, my YouTube channel is just going to be completely fucked with toxic trolls. And I, I, was, I wasn't able to stream. Every time I go live, my chat was just disgusting and terrible. And I, I, I didn't know what the fuck to do. But I saw, you know, Mixer was like becoming a thing. So I said, all right, I'm going to go on Mixer. So I went on Mixer until it shut down. And that was good because it got the trolls that only watched me on YouTube out of the routine, out of, the routine of watching me. And they moved on. Hmm. So, so now that's left is just my core audience that actually cares about me. You keep that makes saying sense. these toxic people. Um, what was some of the worst things that they would do? Because I know there was like these swattings and stuff. Um, what was some of like the most like incessant trolls or whatever you want to call it who just would not stop? Or what were some of the things that would follow you even outside of streaming? Like how bad did things really get with all that? I would wake up every day with delivery d deliveries at my door, uh, mail. I mean, of course, I had, you know, they called the police on me. Um, I had people mailing me illegal things and then calling the police on me. So when the police get there, there's illegal things. Like this one person mailed me a bunch of ammo, right? Like for guns, like big box of ammo. And then the police came and they found that and they thought I was harboring, you know, weapons and shit, dude. Holy shit. Right. So it's like, uh, oh my God. you know, it got really, it got really bad, dude. I couldn't do anything, right? Um, even when I wasn't live, if I posted on Snapchat or Instagram that I was eating here with my friends, that place would get calls. I'm not even live, you know. It's I, I had to hide what I was doing in my personal life because these these people kept uh, trying to fuck with me because they thought it was funny, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, now, obviously, I encouraged that stuff for the for a while, not ever off stream, but like while I'm on stream and then people just take shit too far. Right. Yeah. I You're never encouraged that... like I encouraged calls at some point, sort of. I didn't I didn't say call this place, but I would go. I'd get calls and I would stream myself answering the call and being like, hello. And they'd be like, Enzo Danino. And I'd be <laughs> like, oh, oh, hey, dude, like I would just. Like, but yeah. you know, yeah, you turn the right, content. right content. The right move would have just been ignoring it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I was talking to someone who was telling me that like, don't give attention to the comments that you don't want to see. Yeah, because you see a lot of YouTubers. They, it's really common that you'll see them like tweet out a comment that they didn't like and complain about it. But then that just shows the people who did the negative comment, like, oh, this gets me like in this person's mind. This gets me like. This gets them talking about me. So other people will be like, oh, I do the same thing. Then they're going to talk about me too. And like, it's the exact, you want to reward the behavior you want to see, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, YouTubers, I don't think, I don't think anyone, YouTubers or streamers, they should never talk about the toxic comments ever because it's just encouraging them. Yeah. You know, uh, I saw a while ago, the good example was, um, you know, Greek, you know, he was getting 
a lot of toxicity from live stream fails. And instead of ignoring it, what he did was just talk about it. You know, he would bring the Reddit threads on his stream and talk about it. That's a terrible move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adding fuel to the fire, basically. Yeah. And the same with my Reddit recaps back in the day. If the Reddit was bad that day and talking shit, I would still recap it. And that would encourage people to talk more shit about me or anyone. So it gets recapped. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it would have been a really powerful move if you had just been like, oh, you know what? It's really negative toxic today. I guess we're not doing Reddit recap today. And then people will be like, oh, I guess I don't want to do that. Then that's how I should have started it like that when I first started my Reddit. That's how I should have been. I should have removed toxic posts. I should have I I should have set um, that precedent, but I didn't. So by the time it got really, really bad, it was just too late. And if I were to be like, I'm not looking at Reddit today. Uh, the, I mean, the chat would just, it, no matter what I would do, they would just spam like Z's or something. I, I wouldn't be able to stream. Yeah, it would just be, yeah, you know what I mean? So it, it's important to set a precedent within your community before it gets too late. Greg, you kind of had a, a similar problem too, didn't you? Uh, like you had like a, a Discord server that like you just chose not to moderate and it got like out of hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, Discord is so uh, Discord's like a microcosm of all that because, um, and your Discord ice. I don't know. I haven't been in there for a while, but I remember there was a time it was super chaotic and like anything goes. I don't know how it is now. Is it? Are you managing it well now? Oh yeah, I did a whole purge and I um, got rid of all of that. It's super nice now. I my Discord at this moment is more wholesome than probably 90% of other discords. Nice. Awesome. What I was going to say though, is that speaking of live stream fail, that's a subreddit uh, for someone who maybe doesn't know live stream fails, a subreddit that puts clips of kind of like funny moments, fail moments, quote unquote, basically highlights of streamers on the Reddit. And it's a really popular one. That's kind of one that made your career, I think, or played a big role in it. And you were one of the first streamers to really get, make it big on there. You were like the face of live stream fail. Um, it helped. <laughs> more recently, I've seen a little bit of a clash between the commenters on live stream fail and big streamers. Um, streamers calling it very, like uh, all the big streamers calling it toxic, disowning it, all that kind of stuff. And then the viewers, uh, I guess, having their own arguments for why they're posting what they're posting or why they're saying what they're saying. Where do you fall on that as someone who gained a lot from it, but maybe also got a lot of headache from it? I mean, it makes sense. You know, if a, the problem with live stream fails, right, is that they are no one person's community. So the streamers can't actually moderate it. And, it, you know, so you end up with basically a Reddit that is only moderated to Reddit's TOS, but not for toxicity per se and it just ends up yeah i mean if the reddit gets too big it gets out of hand you know live stream fails has always like 20 30 000 people on it at a time posting that is way bigger than some of the streamers that use it to grow therefore if the reddit decides we don't want we don't like this person that day i mean it it can get real toxic (laughs) and the, the streamers you know can't do anything about it so yeah. I always I always thought instead of recapping live stream fails like a lot of streamers have done, they should recap their own Reddit so they can, you know, uh, have control over what 
their community sh- should be, right? What they want their community to be. And I think yeah, that's okay. Encourage the right behavior that way. And, yeah, encourage the right behavior. Um, I think that's okay. You know, I people might say it's like, uh, like I don't know, like beta or something to ban people, but I, I don't like know. The toxic people would be saying that anyways. Right. I, I think it's if you're a normal person, it's not like you're not going to get banned. So <laughs> if you're part of the community, then you're like, yay, because this is the place you go because it's your community subreddit. You know what I mean? So like any, it's like the people who you want to uh, grow are the ones who are going to like it anyways. So I think you're right. It's definitely like the right way to go. Something I've experienced while doing, I was heavily inspired by you, full disclosure, with IRL streaming. I thought it was going to be the future, or at least I wanted to make it the future because it was so exciting. You got to interact with people. And I experienced a few really positive things. I think it boosted my confidence. It boosted my ability to just be like funny or entertaining on command, whatever. But something I noticed, and this is why I've distanced myself from it, um, since, since my ban is that I was finding myself doing whatever it took to be for content and to be entertaining despite being very reckless and not thinking about it. Um, and just kind of going with things in the moment. Did you experience that too? Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I got carried away, you know, when you have 20,000 people encouraging you to do, uh, you know, be reckless, then yeah, you know, you just end up being reckless, get carried away with shit, especially when it's your job. Now, I think a lot of that, for me at least, has to do with, like I said, the culture of YouTube being for content and not for community. Um, I think if I was on Twitch, the IRL streams would have been way more laid back because they would have just enjoyed hanging out with me because the chat would have been content half the time. Not really the not really what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Like when I was on Twitch, I could do like a like I like a cooking stream, like at a barbecue at a beach, and people loved it because the chat was funny. But then on YouTube, if I did that, they'd say it's fucking boring, and I think that has to do with it's all community. On it's all on my shoulders now. The chat is no longer content. It's all me. The chat means nothing. Community means nothing. It's all on the streamer. Whereas on Twitch, you get a little bit weight off your shoulder because the community can add a lot to the stream. Do you think, though, that you can... How do you feel about Twitch's rules and the the culture around it? Because it feels like you're kind of... Not you specifically. Now you've toned down your content a lot. But in general, you have to kind of walk on eggshells when it comes to certain topics or certain uh, types of content, even even just chatting streams, I think compared to gameplay streams, it's hard. You have to walk on eggshells a little bit with what you say and how you act. Is that a, a concern? Like if you were to go back on Twitch, how would you feel about that, about the rules and the environment? Would you feel nervous every day? I would just avoid topics that would force me to walk on eggshells. I would not talk about politics. Uh, you know, I wouldn't talk like I would just avoid topics that that would cause that. Like, I mean, I don't know if like, for example, what would you consider walking on eggshells? Like what topics? Right. Well, like, OK, forget about topics for a second. Even just somebody, somebody in your chat or uh, somebody gets to you. Another streamer talks about you. Um, you know, all these things that involve interacting with other people. If you just get angry, if you just overreact slightly, if you get emotional, 
isn't that easy to kind of screw up on Twitch and like, I don't know, say fuck you and be like, just, I, don't, I don't, can't even think of the exact rule you're breaking, but you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It could be, that could be very uh, nerve wracking and you could be walking eggshells at that point. Uh, I mean, me personally, I've been through so much shit that there is no, there is no way anyone on Twitch could ever anger me. <laughs> there, I mean, there's what are the what the fuck are they gonna say? I've been through so much shit. There's nothing they could say, bro. I have, you know, my skin is so thick by this point. Um, and if a, if a fucking viewer in the chat is talking shit on Twitch, like I just ban them, right? Like it's not a big deal. Right. Do you so, think that like do you worry about the? Let's say you got unbanned on Twitch. Do you think that like the people who are the part of your toxic fan base would like they would see the news that you're on Twitch again and like congregate and try and fuck with you or something. Yeah. I mean, obviously if I get unbanned, there's going to be people that are going to be like, Oh, we don't like ice Poseidon. Let's try to get him banned. But that's where I come in to make sure that there is nothing that they could do to possibly get me banned. No TTS, you know, moderated chat, you know, no IRL, that kind of shit. Right. At, at least for a while until everything cools down. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know, what you said, Glink earlier, you said IRL uh, could be the future. It could be the future, but obviously COVID is not helping that, that cause at the moment, but also it could be the future, but you have to do a little bit of um, in controlled environments, right? You, you can't do public IRL. That's not the future. Cause if you get too big, your viewers are just going to ruin it. They're just going to fuck with you. It's going to it's going to end bad. Yeah, you it's can't, not really fair to you, the public themselves either. It's unfair to the public. It's you know, you can't walk into a restaurant with 20,000 viewers and expect they're not to you know, it's either you get stream sniped or somebody's calling the restaurant or you know, you just become a nuisance to society at that point. You're walking around with 20,000 people basically. Or you get someone walking in and grabbing a fire extinguisher as happened oh my to you. God. Yeah, you know, right now with social media, you know, if, if you want to go viral, oh, I'm going to go do something to this person and I'll go fucking viral, you know, like the fire extinguisher guy. So, uh, yeah, streaming in an uncontrolled environment to 20,000 people is dangerous. What about short form stuff like TikTok? Have you tried that at all? Do you have any plans with that? No, I haven't tried TikTok. It's not really my forte. I'm more of like a long form entertainer you know that's like that's what i'm good at <laughs> yeah i mean i could be probably do fine on tiktok i just i wouldn't enjoy it um because like i said you have a live stream platform there right but I, like, like i said the thing that i enjoy about streaming is community shit right yeah. getting to build a community tiktok ain't gonna build that community it's just gonna be a bunch of, bunch of kids yeah definitely we are it doesn't have any. It's even probably even worse than YouTube in that sense. Oh yeah, TikTok be way worse than YouTube, for sure. We're at a strange point right now, the way I view it, in that because of COVID, because of not just COVID, but just times that are um, very based on technology, information, entertainment. This right here, this space is online: YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, whatever social media sites they are very much essential for any kind of valuable career in entertainment. Um, and I yet 
I think big tech has more power over what we can say and do more than ever. You're someone who's been, we're both people who've been banned from Twitch. We've both experienced the kind of harshness that can come from that. Your livelihood was threatened in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you, do you view this as a very volatile? I know you have, you know, a stream that you got, you got a, a community. Do you sometimes wake up like wondering how am I going to keep this going? You know, do you question your career choice? I don't question my career choice. I don't, I, I mean, I think about, okay, what's the long-term plan here, but uh, that's about it. It is really, you know, it is really volatile. It is, you know, that's, but I, that's the expectation I had going into it. Right. But uh, that's why community is more important than content. Cause it's long-term content is not long-term, you know, yeah, in theory, like if you have a really strong community, you can go anywhere. Strong community. It's like making friends. Yeah. Once you make friends, they're probably going to be your friends for a long time because uh, they like you. You know, yeah. if, some, if someone if someone's your friend because you have a Lamborghini and then you get rid of the Lamborghini, they're probably not your friend anymore. Yeah. And, and that's like the content analogy I made there. <laughs> what is your relationship sense. like with your friends now? I imagine your, your social group has shrunk quite a bit given that you don't have the CX like house or mansion. I mean, do you feel like the people you know now are truly good friends? How, how do you, how, how do you really, how, who are your friends now? Like how is that your social circle looking? Yeah. My social circle is pretty small. I mean, like I said, uh, the people that I do talk to stream on Twitch, therefore I don't hang out with them often at all because they're always fucking streaming. And they're busy and even when they're not streaming they have shit to do that you know they're just busy right so yeah i'm, I'm pretty lonely at the moment but it's okay i'd rather be lonely than hanging out with a bunch of people that aren't really there for me you know yeah definitely better to have a few good friends than a bunch of assholes <laughs> oh yeah dude for sure i'm it, bro i wake up every morning so happy that i don't have five people at my front door <laughs> trying to trying to fucking stream my face for donations it's amazing that sounds fucking traumatic <laughs> like it's like Bro, PTSD. every morning for a year i would wake up and there's a crowd of people outside ready to try to make money off me or they're wanting to stay at my house because they uh, i don't know they just want to be they my friend viral or something they want to go viral yeah like i was just a tool to a lot of people to grow and I'm so glad that, that that's not what it is anymore. Like that's I cherish, I cherish privacy. Although I do get really lonely sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Privacy I, I, yeah, and loneliness. Like yeah. Your perspective is pretty unique, I think, considering that like the heights you reached in like the toxic way versus like the more like humble success you have now. I think that, well, uh, the, yeah, the, to the toxic stuff, I never wanted it to be like that. Just so you know, um, right? you know, when I was on Twitch, my chat was, I mean, it was edgy with the try hard memes and stuff for sure, but it wasn't nearly as bad. You know, it was more of like people hanging out and just saying shit. That's like edgy and funny. Whereas on YouTube, they got actually toxic, but that's my fault. You know, I, I took the one mistake that I made or the, the, the biggest mistake that I made was. When I the first day I streamed on YouTube, I told my viewers, I said, I really want to succeed on YouTube. 
I don't know if this is gonna if we're gonna be able to succeed now that we're banned, but y'all can control my life. I said that, and I think it it kept viewers interested. But the problem with that is it created like, yeah, I, I you know I turned like into a slave for content, and that got really toxic. For yeah. a while, it seemed like not. I mean, that was true that you were kind of like a slave to your viewers. But I think a lot of people in your community, maybe they had some legitimacy in saying this, that you also seemed controlled by the people in your immediate surroundings, like your former manager, um, some some of like the streaming friends maybe that you had near you. Was that the case at all? Or was were things, hmm. did you feel like you were being pushed in different directions by the people in your immediate surroundings? Only when we were at the mansion. That before that, not really. No, it was that the people around me had less of a say than my Reddit and my community. They had way more of a say. You know, if my former manager said to do something, and then my Reddit said don't do that, I wouldn't do it. Do you know what he's up to now? I don't know. Probably <laughs> sleep sleeping in his truck. I have no idea. That was Damn. crazy. I what, so why did the FBI go to the mansion? Do you know? Or are you allowed to disclose that? Or yeah, that... yeah, yeah. They so, I mean, I don't fully have all the information here, but based on what the FBI agent told me, he said somebody using my IP address, or he said my IP, the IP address that we tracked to this house, had hacked, uh, like a church and stole money from them online. So they thought I was, I don't know, hacking shit and stealing money. So someone spoofed and I, and your IP address to do that. I, I assume someone spoofed my IP address. Yeah, I never got any more information than that. But I told him, I said, listen, I don't need to hack churches and steal their money. Okay. Like, <laughs> why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, that's so random. Oh, my God. Your life is a movie, man. I'm sure you know this. Yeah. But your life is, it. it's one day going to be made into... A, a a film and i i kind of want to be the one, me. yeah i want to <laughs> be the one to do it because it's like the greatest story of rags to riches to well i don't want to say to rags again because i think you still it's have rags. It's to wisdom rags, to wisdom, I think right? not, is wisdom definitely not rags bro <laughs> definitely not rags but you you had to make big sacrifices to get to where you are without keeping a lot of the baggage keeping a lot of the negativity. I think a lot of it has to do with learning the true meaning of like what your definition of success is, because you probably before all of this would have thought that like the peak where you were like super big, but also had the horrible community following you from outside perspective, you probably would have thought that that was like the penultimate success. Whereas now you probably, I would imagine you're looking at what your current state is as a better form of success than the other one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, back then I always thought numbers were were king, right? But I realize now, okay, numbers aren't king. If I can wake up every day, be financially secure, and do what I like doing, and not have to worry about anything, that's probably way that's way more success than you know numbers at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, I wake up every day with no stress, no it, no no worries. I just wake up. And, you know, it's all good. I don't have to worry about anything in life. And um, that's great. Whereas back then, I worried about everything in life. 
Oh yeah, and like also this, you're probably not gonna believe this, but I am probably right now. I'm making about the same money that I did back then, just because I don't spend any money now. Mm. Back then, okay, I would make 40k a month. Right now, I make about 10, 15k a month, and um, you know, I probably make about the same because back then I'd spend 30k a month on content. Right now, I spend nothing. <laughs> so that's way better. And 10, 15k a month is like still fantastic for like the average person doesn't come close to making that much, anyways. I mean, it's still great. Now, it's nothing compared to if I was on Twitch, but it's still great. Absolutely. That's really interesting that you gained that much perspective and went through all that. I mean, just piecing together every single part of the story, the craziest shit you've done to where you are now and just seeing that you're happier and in a lot of ways, I'm sure your life's not perfect, but um, that's like really encouraging. That's really inspiring. I think a lot of streamers, well, okay, let me put it to you this way. When you see a lot of these big streamers coming up, you've, you've seen big ones come and go and you've seen people start from nothing and get to where they are now. Some of them, you know, like Miskiff, good example. He uh, kind of started out his career in your, uh, in your house, one of your houses in LA, you know, and he was mm -hmm. kind of like filming for you and all that. And I, I was hanging out with him too. Do you see their career paths and do you see it as like um, something that you, is there any bit of jealousy or envy there? Or do you almost see it like I've been there, done that, you know, I don't need to, that's a different lane than what I want to go in. Well, I'll put it this way. He's lucky to be on Twitch. I, I wouldn't say uh, there's any envy or jealousy, but I definitely wish that I was on Twitch and he is very lucky and he, you know, ju should just remember that <laughs> because uh, YouTube sucks. So, yeah, I wish I mean, I wish I was on Twitch. So but yeah. that's about it. There's no envy. I mean, obviously, I'm very proud that everyone is able to find success. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyone that complains about Twitch while they're streaming on Twitch, they just have no idea. They're so lucky. You never seemed like the type to view it as a zero-sum game. As in, it seemed like you always wanted to share the success. If there's one positive thing I could say about your homeless shelter <laughs> is that you weren't trying to be greedy and keep it all to yourself. I think. Oh, no, dude. Back when I would do IRL streams, I wouldn't even have TTS on. And I would make sure everyone around me has their TTS on so they make money. Yeah. I was very, uh, very sharing for sure. Wait, what's TTS? Text-to-speech. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Asian Andy, what's he been up to? Because I've been seeing him getting a lot of numbers on YouTube and, like, tweeting about it. I think he's kind of carving his own lane, too. Uh, he moved to Austin. He's, uh, I don't really know what he's doing. He, he, moved, he's, he lives in Austin now, so he hasn't really been streaming, though. You guys don't keep up? No, we do, but yeah, he hasn't really, he hasn't been streaming. He's just been busy, like just hanging out. Okay. That's nice. But <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing that, if there's one negative thing that I do think about from time to time or pretty often actually is, um, I do wish that, um, people would, I don't really know how to put this. People would understand my perspective a little bit more. Because I think there's a lot of streamers out there that they don't really understand my perspective. They just um, 
they're just like, oh, Ice wants to get back on Twitch because uh, it's just not working out on YouTube. But it's not really like that. You know, YouTube is just it's too hard. Platform. Yeah, it's a different platform entirely. It, it, YouTube's too hard, you know, and and I'm just tired of grinding and, and you know, for the algorithm. That's all. <laughs> I think they don't realize it because they've never had to, they've never been forced to rely on a different platform to try and, like, cultivate success. They've been fortunate enough to have Twitch and stay on Twitch. I mean, every, these, everyone is on Twitch. They're very fortunate that they have not been able to go or they've not been through the shit that i've been through now i have an amazing perspective and i probably have uh i mean i don't want to toot my own horn but i probably have a better perspective than a lot of streamers uh and i definitely am like someone that could teach people the the right and wrongs of streaming but um that's about it you know <laughs> me and Sam, yeah, me and slush are gonna fly down there we're going to start filming that documentary. Yeah, we're going to do a fucking Sundance Film Festival movie with you on your life. People are going to understand your perspective. And that movie is going to get you back on Twitch. Are you down? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. If you really... I've had a lot of people say they're going to make movies about true. me. And no, they, they've never come through. So we'll see. <laughs> true, true. Well, the, the two of us, we've been talking about it for at least a year at this point. And I don't know if you've checked out my channel, but like... Doing like the history of Twitch streamers has kind of like been my thing or whatever. So I'm pretty experienced with it. Craig is obviously also quite experienced with it. I'm super down to do it personally. The um, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, the, the best story ever for the ending to your movie would be if I ended up back on Twitch. That would just be yeah. the best story because I have been through it all. I have this amazing perspective. And I'm right back to where I was, but now we can do it over again the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be absolutely. very interesting to see. Um, finally, on. Now, I'll, I'll put it this way, though. If I wanted to continue doing toxic stuff and I never moved out of LA, I would have more numbers, but my life would be a shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have a final question about Twitch, at least. Um, if you, you know, going back onto it, and let's just say that you get there. How would you do things differently than you're doing right now with YouTube? Or would you just do the same thing and hope that, not hope, but like expect that your audience, your community is going to be building up better because it's a different platform? Or would you also change up your content differently? I mean, my content would probably stay about the same. Maybe I'd be more motivated to do more events and uh you know spend more money for my to do more interesting content uh you know because obviously i'd be motivated i'm not very motivated at the moment um but it wouldn't really matter what i did because twitch is a live streaming platform so when you live stream you grow your channel on youtube when you live stream you don't grow your channel and that's why i'm not motivated yeah so, you know, it would, me doing cooking streams on Twitch would grow my channel. Me doing cooking streams on YouTube does nothing for my channel. It just helps, you know, it's just content for my already viewers. I do think there is some kind of like secret recipe to growing on YouTube as a live streamer. Because there are a few people who have done it. But I don't know what the, what that is. I think they it's all, being political. I, 
they, they all they all post videos. I mean, who are you talking about? That who only live streams on YouTube and grows their channel? Well, wasn't wasn't Etika a YouTube live streamer? I never watched him when he was around, but I thought he but was he, a YouTube live streamer. He was, but he also posted uh, videos pretty often, and the, the videos is what grows your channel, not the mm -hmm. live streams. Why don't you post videos? You're just not into it. You just don't have the patience, the time, the effort. Well. I would post videos, but I, you know, my, my channel is built around traveling, right? I have, a, I have a travel channel and well, I can't really travel right now. So I don't want to upload stuff to my channel that doesn't align with what my channel is because it's not really going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. The audience won't care. The audience isn't going to click on it. So, you know, and if I spam videos that they don't care about for a long enough time, they're just going to unsubscribe and stop ever clicking on it. So I have to be yeah. careful with that. Now, I don't want to overstate this, but I feel like somebody that has really helped you out based on what I've seen has been your girlfriend. How, oh, yeah. how has that been? And like, how did you guys even meet, if you want to tell that story? Yeah, I mean, we met in uh, Missouri. She, uh, she came by and said hi when I was streaming there. And then, you know, just we ended up talking. So, um, yeah, she's helped a lot. I mean, without her, I don't know where I'd be at the moment, to be honest. She, you know, because when I moved to Austin, it was a, it was hard. Like I was mentally in a really bad place. You know, it's very hard to sacrifice what you've been working for, for the past couple of years. You know, like I had to tell myself I have to start over and that's a hard thing to, to tell yourself, you know? So she, but she helped keep me motivated and help keep me on the right path. Right. She was like, okay, don't worry. It's all going to be worth it in the end. Like type shit. That's amazing. So she's very supportive. Yeah. Really supportive. Um, whereas other people at that time were probably like, no, don't do that. Don't move. You're, it's not going to be good for your channel. Don't move, you know, but it's, they didn't see the bigger picture of what I was trying to go for. Yeah. They were looking at the short term only. Yeah. And you know, I short term, like back then, most of my money came from donations. I didn't really get many sponsors because, you know, my content was too edgy and I never liked living off donations. It's really scary. It's really short term. You don't know what your next month is going to look like. It's scary, you know, inconsistent. Whereas, you know, that's why Twitch is another reason why they're a better streaming platform. You have a sub count. You know exactly how much money you're going to make that month. You don't have to worry about it. It seems it seemed like it was almost impossible for you to have a relationship when you had the Reddit going, when you had, uh, you know, your old community. Is that something that helped you? actually have because how long have you been with her now two years do you think that would have even been possible with reddit and no. with all that other stuff no way well technically it, it started during that time no it started during that time but and it was it was it was you know it was stressful you know it was it was not good <laughs> but it wouldn't have lasted this long with the reddit it would have just been too stressful and eventually I, either i would have cut it off or she would have cut it off you know mm -hmm. i mean she probably would have I've been harassed, called names, slandered, you know, Reddit posts saying she's a whore, you know, and that gets upvoted, shows up on Google with her full name. You know, nobody wants that. Um, yeah. And why would people do that? I mean, really, f to be funny, like there's there was no other reason. You know, I mean, people would just do it when, if the, you know, if she says one wrong thing, it, forever, she's forever a bad person. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's, I, when know, I think about like, um, makes me think of Blue, like uh, Reckful's ex-girlfriend. 
I feel like she got like a disproportionate amount of hate from his community. Like I got, I get that she did things that were like easy to not like, but like, I just saw how she was someone who wasn't an influencer or anything like that, but she just got exposed to like thousands and thousands of people just constantly hating on her. Every time she showed up on the stream, they would just like the puke emoji or whatever. And like, I don't I mean, know the, what I saw. It made me feel really bad. When you're not an influencer, you don't know how to act in front of a crowd of people. And you say, you say things that are going to, you know, you just say things that piss people off and it's not yeah. fair to them because it's, it's not their job to be an influencer. So it's not, it's not fair. Yeah. They didn't sign up for any of it. They just were on camera and said something that happened to be wrong. So, you know, it's really, yeah. So it was really isolating for sure. Like the Reddit was kind of like a, it's like a girlfriend, dude. You know, they got really, I, I would assume as maybe it's jealousy. Like if I were to not stream to go on a date, they would lose their mind. <laughs> yeah. That's a horrible relationship to have. That's how like I with feel about, about any type of celebrity or even president, politician, whatever, when they're heavily uh, scrutinized, when they're heavily in the eye of the media, partially by their fault, partially by just that's what people want to watch. I think about how there's almost it's like it seems impossible to manage that when you have so many eyeballs on you being so scrupulous of everything you do and no one's going to be perfect. You know, it's easy to paint you as I think I would see this on your Reddit a lot. Like I, he did this, 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 remember this, this, like they keep a record of every single thing. And it's like the worst relationship ever. Uh, like as if you're with someone who's going to bring up every minor thing you do when that's not all of who you are. Um, and you would, dude, like when we would, because we've hung out a couple times, you would be on Reddit all day. Like after a stream, you'd just be scrolling on your phone. Uh, my life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, they were my, uh, they were my, my moral gauge, right? And that's not good. Obviously you can't have a bunch of trolls online, be your fucking moral gauge. <laughs> but at, yeah. at the time, that's all I had, right? That's all I knew. So but you have to go through that to figure out that it was wrong, that it was right. Bad. Yeah. I think a lot I mean, of people don't have that. Like a lot of people learn things slower or later in life because they don't go through so much so fast. And so in a way it's almost like a blessing that you had such a shitty experience because now you've like grown so much from it. Well, and, and also a lot of streamers have learned a lot from me by watching me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? They, they've learned what to do, what not to do. You know, like it's very, like I said, I mean, very important to have a good community and not just numbers. A lot of people, a lot of streamers learned that probably from me because I was the only one that really just did whatever the viewers wanted. So yeah, you really demonstrated the toxicity of letting random people online control you. If you ever let your viewers control you, it will always end up turning toxic, no matter what. You you have to take control as the streamer of your community. If you let the viewers take control, they don't have your best interest. What was your favorite event or moment or stream, even though through all the chaotic times that you remember? I mean, I don't know, probably the first RV trip. That was fun. That was legendary. Watching that was legendary. That was the, some of the most entertaining live stream content I've mm -hmm. ever seen.
Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was it was pretty fun. I mean, the second one was less fun because it was uncomfortable. It was like nearly twenty people in that fucking RV. But <laughs> the first one, the first one when there's only like five of us was pretty fun. I remember the uh, the date night you had with uh, Geisha at the time. It was like all these events. I, I, it didn't. It seemed like it was almost scripted, but I don't think it was to, to that extent. Like last minute, you're shaving, you're putting on a dress shirt, and then you're getting like a candlelit dinner, and, and all those things are kind of coming together. Uh, I thought that was so cool. It was like watching a, a live romantic movie unfold. Um, and you just don't see stuff like that anymore. You don't see anything like that on Twitch or or YouTube for that matter. It was like reality TV, except less scripted and not cut a million yeah, like times. Yeah, actually real. Well, <laughs> I think that you don't see that anymore because it's not profitable. I, uh, you know, okay, 40K a month sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. But at the same moment that I was making 40K a month, other streamers were making triple my income doing literally nothing. <laughs> so... yeah. You know what I mean? It's people don't do it because it's just not profitable. IRL, making stories, none of that shit's profitable. And it it just, you know, and when this is your career, you want to make money, right? So I didn't care about making money. I just wanted to have content that was insane and legendary. I never I never wanted to I never really cared about making money per se. It's mm -hmm. just like a bonus. I think a mentality that you had was something like you want to make every single moment of the stream as entertaining as possible. And that's something a lot of people do now. I remember the way people used to talk on stream was very like, just, I don't know, they would phone it in. But when you came around, the scene changed from like every moment, even from your RuneScape streams, this started. Every moment had to be engaging, entertaining. I don't know if you planned it that way from the start. Like, I yeah, don't, I, I I don't, did. You did? Okay. I I started when I first started streaming. I said, "Wow, uh, I could you know this this doesn't like I could do this like uh, you know most a lot of streamers aren't really being entertainers. They're just playing games and talking. I want to be an entertainer. You know, who were some of you know what you kind of pioneered that? I mean, I, an inspiration. I mean, I remember when I first started streaming. I watched a video from Tim the Tapman on like tips." And I took those tips, so those were good. Because I think Tim, tips? I think Tim's an entertaining streamer. I don't remember, tips, yeah. I, I don't remember what the tips were, but they were. I mean, it's so long ago, like five years ago. But you know, just I just remember watching his video and taking his advice. <laughs> Interesting. So looking to look the future of uh, not just your stream, not just your career, live streaming in general. How do you feel about the way it's going? It seems to be pretty political right now. Obviously, the election, well, the final results results aren't in, but it's looking looking like we're going to have Biden. Um, do you think that the future of live streaming is going to look a lot different than the past five years have been? W where do you think it's going to go? Do you have any guesses, any predictions on that? I mean, in a couple of years, a lot of big companies are going to start taking advantage of live streaming and they're going to probably start live streaming like their TV shows or, you know, something. But it's not really going to look that much different, man. Live streaming's not as profitable as other forms of entertainment. So it's going to be a while before yeah, corporate... Yeah, but the influence. It's, it's all about the 